All right, the ad break's done. Hallelujah. Now we can get to the episode. Today is going to be a straight talk episode with Caden Wright, where I give straight talk on all sorts of stuff. So far, I've given straight talk on the Confederate flag in the election that was legitimate in the United States. But enough with that. Let's get to today's topic. Today's topic is success stories. Why we consistently get the wrong lessons from success stories. I mean, there's all sorts of success success stories. Everything from LeBron James to Steph Curry to Amazon and Jeff Bezos to Tesla and Elon Musk to Google to all sorts of other people who started out as nothing and became something. And we never, ever take away the right lessons from those stories. I'll get to what that lesson is that we should take away later. But let's just go over what we consistently get wrong about those stories. And what the tellers of those stories get wrong about their stories. So let's start with just what like the typical success story is. What happens is like there's a guy or a girl... Or someone, they face a lot of adversity, they want to they wanna get this thing, but no one believes in them or whatever. And, but they just keep working and keep working, then they defy the odds and get to the top. And now they've got like, they've got it all, they've got the money, people believe in them, and they've got the respect. And now they are going to help like others or whatever on their journey. Okay, that is your typical, stereotypical... Um, success story laid out there. Now, what do we normally take away from those stories? It's like, all right, keep working hard, follow your dreams. It's like just just keep working, even and if no one believes you or no one thinks it, and just keep grinding and grinding. Then eventually, that could be you. Well, okay. I mean, I see though. That's certainly. I mean, it sounds nice. But it is so naive. It's like, look, what are the odds I'm going to make the NBA? Like zero? Even if I worked, I could put in 27 hours of practice every single day just on basketball and I would not make the NBA. I mean, I guess there's an off chance I could, but the baseline rate is a lot better than what I think is going to happen and or whatever, because that tends to get overly optimistic, but my point is, I am not going to the NBA anytime soon, no matter how hard I practice, I mean, I don't really do that much basketball anymore, but I have seen tons of people my age who are just so good at basketball, I've seen them on my high school team, I've seen them on the teams I've played against, I mean, and the thing is, like, none of those people are going to the NBA, I mean, just in Utah, there's all sorts of high school teams. There's tons and tons of high school teams. And there is one guy I can think of, Dallin from Fremont, who is going to do anything in college. And we're just talking about college here. I don't even know about the NBA. I mean, there is one player out of hundreds and hundreds who is going to play Division One basketball. Okay, well, now, Division One basketball, how many people do super good in Division One basketball and never make it to the NBA? Like Jimmer Fredette, for instance. He schooled Kawhi Leonard when they were playing college ball together, and then Kawhi Leonard ends up being the NBA star, and Jimmer is off playing in 
China or Europe or wherever he is overseas now. So my point is, it's just not a lot of people make it to the NBA. The reason why we like these stories is because like inspirational and they don't happen much, which is kind of the draw. The ironic thing is the fact they don't happen much actually is a core part of the actual lesson we should take from these stories, which is these are rare events. The moral of the story is Stephen Curry or Elon Musk or insert your success story here got lucky. That is the moral of the story. What they'll probably say in response is, no, I had to work really hard for that. And I like you, you don't know the hours and you don't know the time and energy and all that stuff I put into it. It's like, well, great. Yes, I do know. You put in a lot of hard work and stuff, but you aren't the only people that put in hard work into things. I put hard work into things. You put hard work into things. Like, my guess is you've probably got like 1% of the planet who puts a lot of hard work into whatever it is they're doing. Like, tons of hard work. And 1% of the planet, we've got like, about 7 billion people, 8 billion people around there. So let's take 1% of that. So we go down one. So 700 million is 10. 70. No, yeah, yeah. 70 million is 1%. So let's just assume for a second that there are 70 million people who just work ridiculously hard. That's 1%. Okay, I think I'm missing something here. Is it 70 million? 7 billion, 700 million, 7, yes, I, I got it. So 70 million people who work really, really hard at whatever they're doing, and they just work, they put in a ton of effort. I mean, how many billionaires are there in the world? How many, well, actually, there's probably more than 70 million millionaires in the world, but, I mean, let's just think about the people who really hit it big. Like, there aren't 70 million people that hit it big just... Like, and you're talking about the top of the cream, like the cream of the crop, the people that work the hardest and who are just putting in the most work for whatever. They aren't the success stories we like to hear. Most of those people are not the success stories we want to hear. I mean, there's a couple hundred people in the NBA and there's a couple million people that want to be a part of the NBA. It Like this stuff just doesn't happen that much. I think that there's a lot more valuable lessons in the role luck plays in success and also stuff like sunk cost. It's not it's not a good idea to be putting in all this time and effort into something when it's just like you you're not going to make it. I see this in athletes all the time. Athletes are probably the best example for sunk cost. So when like you're young or whatever you think you can make it and maybe you can make it. Maybe you're one of those that, that small percentage of people. You never know until you start working. So you start working, and let's just take a sport. Let's say basketball. Let's just keep the basketball theme here. So you just put in a ton of hours of work every day. You're putting in 27 hours of work every day just in basketball, 369 days a year, okay? I mean, basketball's your life or whatever. But then as you become a teenager, you just aren't getting to that upper rung, you're just not able, you're just not good enough, let's just say, in high school, you realize, like, 
you're just not good enough. Instead of thinking, oh man, okay, I'm going to put in 28 hours of work a day for 400 days a year this time. It's that's that's sunk cost right there. It's like, look, man, you're not going to you're not going to go anywhere because like with with as far as basketball's concerned, because I mean, look, you put in all this work and but you, you just don't have that extra genetic whatever component that separates the people in the NBA to everyone else, regardless of how hard they work. But instead of heeding that advice of, hey, let's stop and maybe like do some art or something. I don't know. Find find something else to spend time into. They just put in more and more work into basketball and they just they just can't get anywhere. And then they get to college or po- or whatever and then they've got to start working and they can't do anything because nobody wants to pay them for their basketball skills and they don't know how to do anything because they sacrifice their school or whatever for basketball okay that is classic sunk cost theory there it is putting bad time and bad money out of, in, into a just a bad enterprise I mean, that's not to say that you, like, if you like basketball, like, you should do it. You can maybe do it even 23 hours a day if you want. But we don't need to put in that extra six hours of basketball every day. We can take that out. I mean, you kind of you kind of get my point here, I think. I hope so. If you don't get my point, I am not doing something right. Anyways, that's just moral of the story of success stories is they are rare they don't happen, and like, it's fine to be inspired by success stories, that's, might give you motivation to work a little harder at whatever you're going after, but don't expect it to be a blueprint of how to find success in life, it's kind of ironic, but success stories are not good blueprints to success, you have to find your own version of success in life, I'm actually writing a book right now, Actually, based on what the last podcast was about, the last podcast episode on time and life and just stuff like that. But we all got to find our our own success in life. And it's in all likelihood not going to be being the richest person in the world. There's one person who's the richest person in the world at a time. And that title doesn't last forever. Jeff Bezos is the second richest person in the world. He no longer holds that title. But if Jeff Bezos found his pride and his success in being the richest person in the world, what happens now that he's second? It's like once you have that much money and you're kind of using it the way you are, there's just not much you can do to increase it. And also you got better things to do with your life when you've got like some hundred something billion dollars at your disposal. My point is moral of the story of success stories are... They got lucky, and don't use that as a blueprint to success. That is a good, if you look at success stories, and you kind of do the opposite a little bit of what they tell you, minus like the hard work, you want to put in hard work to whatever you're doing, whatever, but if you just kind of do the opposite, then like things aren't going to turn out horrible for you, things will just be fine. And on the contrary, if you do follow this success story as a blueprint to success, you're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble. Thanks for listening to Straight Talk with Caden Wright. I should be doing my piano right now, but this is a lot more fun. 
Uh, I'm hoping to do more of these episodes later. Um, that's kind of all I got to say. Oh, yeah, one last thing. Mark Riley. Go listen to What's on Mark's Mind right now if you're still listening to this. It is a beautiful podcast, and you will not regret listening to it. He's even got quality microphones, unlike me. It's a... It's great. Just just go and listen to that 